we're gonna be a little unhinged <laughs> this episode <laughs> because one of our our adults left the kids un- unsupervised. Now that the cats are gone, the mice <laughs> shall, shall play. play. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, that's what Jake and I are. Skeevy, sneaky little mice today. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're sneaking in a bonus episode for <laughs> for you audience members. Uh, because, You're welcome. Yeah, because we love you guys. Um, especially yeah. my Twitter stands. I know you are. You are small but mighty. <laughs> They fought for you, and they continue fighting for you, and they will in the future. Um, yeah, e- even despite my slip-ups. Um, <laughs> Dan Bluth, come on. I would have expected to lose all my Twitter stands when I said that. That's a sentence I, I guarantee no one's ever said. You know, like, you know, you know those sentences where you're like, oh, maybe no one's ever said. No, like, you saying, Dan Bluth, I'm losing my Twitter stance over this, never <laughs> has happened before. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, guys, this is going to be a wonky one. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Alex is not here with us. He's sick and we care about health here at the Tough Cut and mental health, physical health, health class that's taught by the coach for some reason. Why is the basketball coach teaching health class and sex ed? Why are they doing I, I that? Didn't, I didn't get my health class from my uh, from a coach. Who'd you get uh, it from? Rather. Rather, this was my my like eighth grade health. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> good, it was good specifics, good details, <laughs> good details. Uh, it, it was a like on the verge of retirement uh, teacher who just <laughs> who lived on the property, so it's not like he can fully retire. So he was like slowly transitioning to just helping with the farm stuff. Oh um, my god! So he just called us all us young lads into his basement. What? Um, Wait, this is getting worse. And and rambled vaguely about sex ed for. um, (laughs) I hate that. Several hours a a week. I hate that. Did they show you like with the chickens or something? I hate that. No, no no chickens were involved. No chickens were involved. No chickens were harmed in the making of this film. Meanwhile, the the girls had one of our actual teachers who had real credentials <laughs> teach them health class. The guys were just guys being dudes. <laughs> guys being dudes hanging out in the basement. <laughs> Mr. Jeffrey's going to talk to us about our bodies. Why do I got hair here, Mr. Jeffrey? Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Anyway, Sweet. what the heck are we doing today? <laughs> um. We're the Tough Cut podcast, and this is a bonus episode. Um, I wonder how many times I'm, we're going to say that to reiterate to the audiences: <laughs> this is not our normal content. This is not normal programming. I'm Matthew. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. I, I usually wait for him. To, I'm Jake. Alex is not here. And this is, I guess, episode twenty-six. We told you, ba- a Baker's dozen, baby. We keep kept true to our word. Dozen. So today we're going to be talking about a a, a titan of the film industry, <laughs> um, the highest grossing movie of all time, Avatar. Um, I'm so upset. <laughs> More upset than it's just us two. <laughs> and I, yeah, oh there, my there, God. There's some some deeply hidden lore. Um, have you mentioned have you brought it up on the show before? 
how much I hate Avatar. I probably didn't pass. I t- talked about how I didn't like James Cameron, and I said I'm sure it'll pop mm. up later, which that was like yeah, yeah. early, early brackets. So hey, I like to lay Easter eggs, audience. <laughs> uh, in the TV and film business, I guess the TV business because you, you, we we call it a, a runner. Yeah, it, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, was, I learned that. <laughs> you learned that. How'd you learn that? Did you listen to a podcast or something? I learned it from you, Dad. Nice, Isn't that, nice. That, that dare commercial. We, <laughs> I learned it from you, Dad. I love anti-drug commercials. They're pretty fun. We should do a bracket on anti-drug commercials. That's a good That'd bonus a, episode. That's a good bonus episode. Put, putting in a timeline note. <laughs> I'm we using also, the feature. We also are still figuring out shit we could do with everything that we use to record. Uh, yeah. A, am I holding uh, my mic right? Yes, I am. Okay, I had to double you are check. Today. I have um, today. Alex That's generally good... handles our recording software. I record my local copy. He handles our like synced one. Um, and I'm learning all the fun things he has the power to do that I have no idea if he's using them or not. What if he is, man? That'd be kind of cool. What if there's like power to make someone sound stupid? Just the power to make them just be like, hey, they don't know what they're talking about. Must be using it on you. <laughs> Dun-dun. Okay, so <laughs> I said we're talking about Avatar, but what, yes. <laughs> what are we doing with that? I I was I was possessed by a, a foul demon. That's that how said it felt we, watching the movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that we are gonna we're going to pitch our concepts for Avatar two. Um, so no bracket today. This is a bonus episode. <laughs> Will we ever do this format again? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. James, James Cameron said he'd never do that format again, and then he signed on to seven more movies like an asshole. So maybe never say never, guys. Never, never say never. Never say never. James Cameron is raising the bar. Is he? James Cameron does what James Cameron does because he's James Cameron. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to pitch to you guys what we think. Because, guys, Avatar 2 has been delayed for, like, years for one reason or several I think um, it, it technically has a slated release date. They they pushed it back maybe one final time from this year to next year. But again, it always it's, <laughs> it always gets pushed back. And then Dis- like, despite the fact doing? that they, they claim all of the filming is done. I'm so mad. You, you, like, what What else do they have to do? You know what they're probably the, doing? The Trying CGI. to remember the names of their characters because no one does. Oh, yeah. Really, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> no one remembers. <laughs> you might as well tell them the story, honestly, at this point. So when when Jake and I were but we lads in college. What was that? 20 he, years he, ago? 30 years yeah, ago? Yeah, Probably. Probably. Um, he had this little little rant um, <laughs> about avatar and what he believes to be the movie's failings and he's going on and on hitting some like pretty decent points that like the movie's not remembered in the cultural zeitgeist that it 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 really didn't amount to anything besides being sort of this this one-off visual spectacle and he's like you know just how little impact it's had is nobody can even remember a character's name from it that was like my Um, peak that was like i did a whole rant for like five ten minutes and then i was like i'm gonna end this by saying and no one even knows the names of the characters and then fucking uh, immediately (laughs) this dude it like the navi voice goes jake sully like you bastard he derailed my whole argument in two words 
it it literally <laughs> left Jake in shambles. Uh, no one else who even was sitting at a table nearby overhearing the conversation um, would ever be able to take Jake seriously again. And I I don't think they have to this day. I honestly that was that was my that was my low point. That was, <laughs> uh, that was my yeah. super villain origin story. Actually, all leading up to this, all leading up to this. So what? I challenge you, though, audience. I challenge you. Tweet at us two more characters from well, this they're gonna, movie. They're going to get a couple softballs from me because they're... Don't worry. We'll, we'll get into our pitches in a moment. But right. look forward to Jake's pitch because yeah. I'm sure... <laughs> Can't wait to pitch harsh. this movie. Um, so I guess I can I can go first. I'll react, I'll react accordingly. So to, to start things up top, uh, I want to I boil down and think about what was central to the first Avatar. What did people take away from it? And I think there, there are there are two two major things and then one other thing. The cashing in on the 3D hype train. Yeah. It was when, you know, every movie was being released for no reason in 3D. And then Avatar gets released in 3D, too. And I'm pretty sure I saw it in 3D. Um, the one time I've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you didn't rewatch it for this special, special bonus episode. This is a bonus uh, no. episode, by the way. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then secondly, I think that even if there there maybe is good faith criticism to make about the visual effects at the time, I think people remember them like that's one of the things people remember from this movie. Right. Um, and then they, lastly, because that's how they fucking pitched it. I mean, like, that's how they yeah. literally <laughs> all the trailers, everything was like, this is the most visually thing you've ever seen. We're using new technology. Your eyeballs are going to like drizzle with fucking seam. I don't know, dude. I whatever. Continue. <laughs> Um, and then finally, <laughs> that it's the highest grossing film of all time. Um, everyone keep, remembers yeah. that piece. <laughs> it keeps the whole like back and forth with Avengers Endgame, like toppling each other. The like directors probably like biting their teeth hard, be like, yeah, congratulations. And like back and forth, like making these infographics that just look like a Twitter dude who got bored and like made fan art crossing over I, Avatar and Avengers. I personally live for every time avatar takes back the top spot because i love to to drink a couple of um very 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 heavy uh, marvel fanboy tears about it don't get me wrong i've seen most of the marvel movies i went to midnight releases for infinity war and endgame they're very fun here's the thing not even <laughs> as a fanboy it's mostly as a fuck james cameron thing you know <laughs> i'm a i'm a anti what's the opposite of a stan a uh, critic. All right, that's our. All right, okay. <laughs> you, you, you. I'm a uh, James Cameron critic. No, that's yeah. critical thinking. That's the energy of this bonus episode, and I like it. Please continue your pitch. So, before we get into the real brass tacks of the pitch, I, I want to give a little point five pitch, a little thing on the side. Thinking of that cashing in on 3D. So, what is the natural progression? So there, there, we could go the 4D route. Um, however, smell-o-vision's already been done. You know, <laughs> Disney's got smell-o-vision theaters. Um, there's that one Spy Kids movie that had the scratch-and-sniff cards oh, they gave out with your tickets. God, I love Spy Kids, too. That was a fever <laughs> dream of the time. Um, the third Spy Kids movie, Spy Kids 3D. Game over. Genuinely. Um, I have not rewatched it, but I'm going to say it without rewatching it. Um, it slaps. It's very good. <laughs> there was an online game where they tried to incorporate the real live like actors in it, 
And it was like a computer game that like, you know, like Pop Tropica or like one more level.com. Like it like cool math it was games. So bad. It was so bad, but I loved it so much. Like I would replay it all the time. And you can get special <laughs> codes if you bought movie tickets. And like if you oh. looked on the 3D glasses on the side, huh. they had special codes to get like bonus lives. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Integrated marketing. But yeah, um, basically, Avengers Endgame stole the portal scene from the end of Spy Kids 3D. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just true. That's just sloppy filmmaking by uh, the Russo brothers at that point. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we'll talk more about Spy Kids 3D one other day. But yeah. So 4D has been done. So what what is the elevation of that? Well, James Cameron has to raise the bar yet again <laughs> with the popularity of VOD and simulcast of new movies releasing. Mm-hmm. Avatar 2 goes above and beyond by being an at home VR experience. I'm going to I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm going to actively cry. I, I, I think this idea would Walk be so funny. Walk me through that. So this is my I'll get in my real pitch, but this is this is a side pitch for just just between me and uh, Mr. Cameron. I love the idea of this version of the of the movie where where like you are, I don't know, like a nameless, faceless extra character who's just there for all the different scenes. And you get to kind of like walk around and stuff. That seems awesome and really funny because in my head, I envision um, for like the first week of release, they want to like simulate the movie watching environment. So you like get paired with random people when you i don't know what like stream it um and just i can imagine the flood of internet articles of like people just trolling others in the avatar viewing <laughs> vr experience you want it to be like an mm like you want it to be a role play <laughs> game <laughs> almost a dating sim is the vibe i'm getting from from what you're saying um, Maybe um, how, the the natural follow up question that every executive would ask you first is, um, how you gonna do hair sex? Naturally, I, I think you know in this version of my pitch, you are just a um, probably a, a a voyeur on the scene. Ah. Um, so you get to watch. Watch hair uh, sex. Jake and Natiri have hair sex, oh, or maybe some other characters. I don't know. Shit, her name's Natiri. All right, that's another character. You can't use that one when you tweet it. <laughs> it's, it's a little, a little softball. Yeah, because I think the news articles that would come out of people ruining like family viewing experiences by standing on top of Jake Sully for all the scenes, so he can't <laughs> be seen, would be really funny. <laughs> Um, but that's oh, that's just God. a little side idea, James Cameron. Um, you can, uh, you, James, we'll call you James, first name basis. You can contact me about it personally. Um, email me at toughcutpod uh, at gmail.com if you have any questions. Address talk, Matthew specifically because I will delete that email <laughs> if I see it in the inbox. <laughs> but for my actual pitch. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> so I think first things first. A lot of the original characters, to Jake's credit, are pretty boring um, and have fulfilled the only reason they exist. Um, So I think the sequel should pick up where the amusement park, um, Pandora, the world of Avatar, (laughs) leaves things. So what does that mean? The the in-universe explanation for what's happening when you go to the Pandora, the world of Avatar amusement park at Disney World, I think, in Florida. No, I haven't. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, okay. I, I watched a great 50-minute video about it. Um, shout out Holy to Jenny shit. Nicholson. She is a fantastic creator. Wow. So you watched, like, 
a third of an Avatar movie or like a fourth of an Avatar movie. I'm Could assuming be. all of the sequels are going to be like five hours long. <laughs> they get longer each time. Each time, yeah. That's what's taken them so long. So <laughs> if the first one was, what, like three hours? Yeah. Two and a half, I don't know. The second one will multiply that by two because it's the second oh one. Oh my God, oh no. So it'll be like okay. a six-hour movie. The third one will multiply that by three, so it'll be an 18-hour movie. And so on and so <laughs> forth until I have to sit in front of a screen for one of these episodes. <laughs> <sighs> for huh. weeks on end. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, what happens with Pandora? Um. So the 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 amusement park basically picks things up years after. I don't. I think it's like pretty recent history. It's like the past twenty to fifty years or something. Humans have been welcomed back to Pandora, which I think is really funny. That's dumb. <laughs> that, <laughs> that the movie ends, they have to exile them. But Disney is like, no, 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 guys. We need to have a reason that humans are allowed back. Um, so they've been like welcome back on like an exchange program or something. I don't really know oh, the oh, lore. Oh, like fucking Sarah from her exchange, <laughs> like a study abroad, got a free ticket. Studies to abroad go. in Pandora. <laughs> oh my god! I just um, love the culture. I just, <laughs> I just wish I was back there. Oh um, god! Which there are. A little two little shout outs I want to make about the Pandora world of Avatar one they have all these like photos on the walls and stuff and like art put up um, where you can see Navi and humans they're like doing the groundbreaking for the construction of like the the little hub you visit as like a human being at the park um, but there are no Navi in the actual park <laughs> yeah because how are you gonna so, get an eight foot Sigourney <laughs> Weaver to be a party whatever so you're just walking around this this what is supposed to be the native lands of Pandora, and there are just no Navi, um, which is really funny uh, to me because it definitely feels like they're like, oh yeah, we're way different from the other company that was here. I I just thought when you first like started pitching this, you're like yeah, and this is Pandora's rationalization. I thought you meant just for how Pandora ended up in Florida. I thought they were going that mm, metal no. where they're just like, hey. How 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 these aliens end up in Florida? Nope. They wow. they want you to feel like you're actually on Pandora. Anyway, so we pick up from where the amusement abroad. park leaves off. <laughs> yeah, and your study abroad. So tons of study abroad humans are coming to Pandora to hang out. Um, so this will pick up some amount of time after. Humans have been welcomed back. Um, humans in the Navi are sort of peacefully working, mostly peacefully working together, in exchange and importantly, exchanging technologies. Um, the Navi kind of have this biotechnological route and the humans have this mechanical tech presumably this is strictly like colonists cultural exchange people and rma i think is the company mm. from the first film i know I, I could not tell you you are barking up the wrong tree this will be the only time rma employees are mentioned in my pitch <laughs> so i think that humans have been on pandora again for long enough to be sort of known um they you know working together I think our primary character should probably be like a new cultural colonist. Um, so you kind of get that ability to throw as much ex exposition at people, the very Hollywood way of having the fish out of water. So you can explain things to people. Right. Um, and it'd probably be a white guy, you know, you just, Oh no, no, no. I had an even better idea. Oh, Scarlett Johansson, because she can play anyone. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't try Scarlett Johansson. That's um, fucking hilarious. Oh my god, we finally got a diverse movie. <laughs> oh, thank god. I know, finally. We solved oh, the issue of the first one where it's white saviorism by casting Scarlett Johansson. And it's, and it's literally all the people of color in the original Avatar, I believe, are pretty much all Na'vi. Yeah, no, they Isn't only made... 
they said, oh, they can, <laughs> you know, what's an actual thing in like interviews and casting? They're like, yeah, when we were casting, we just thought like we cast people with such interesting features that felt very like alien. And I was like, those are just black people, dude. Like <laughs> this movie oh. is fucked. <laughs> this movie um, is fucked. But uh, Scarlett Johansson fixes it inherently because yeah, she yeah. can also play a tree. And what's important in the first avatar? The fucking the tree. tree. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So probably, you know, maybe Scarlett Johansson. She can play <gasps> anyone. She's like one of those branches that got cut off and <laughs> come to life. She anthropomorphized. That would but be she a really. She doesn't know. She loses her memory and she thinks she's a like study abroad student or whatever the the thing is. And slowly, but sh- sorry, I'm taking your pitch, but please continue. <sighs> you're 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 running away with it in excitement. Um, yeah. I knew that S- Scarlett Johansson, that ScarJo, would really <laughs> grab you. <laughs> really, that really got me. <laughs> um, it becomes quickly apparent to her that there are sort of these two spheres of influence um, on technological differences: uh, those that believe that Pandora requires modernization (air quotes) and the traditionalists air quotes, um, that still participate in and advocate for Nobby cultural heritage in the pursuit of Nobby biotech. I think there should be probably Nobby and humans in both camps. If Jake and Natiri are still alive, you can put them in the traditionalist camp as that's sort of their point as characters um, in the original film. Oh, they had a point. Admittedly, the environmental angle is pretty small. Uh, yeah, it's uh, vaguely about capitalism colonialism very uh, vaguely about those things cool, cool. Uh, environmental racism i don't know uh, oh yeah yeah it's called unobtainium <laughs> uh don't uh, worry i've got a good i've got a i circle back in my pitch don't worry we get there yeah okay oh also listeners just i'm gonna cut you for one second because i know we joked about it halfway but the actual main character's name is jake sully so, like, when mm-hmm. you hear him say Jake and Atiri, he's not just putting me in this world out of spite. I promise. That, that would be pretty funny. Um, by putting them in that camp, it also signals to the audience um, who the good guys are supposed to be, uh, which is, you know, Hollywood. Uh, you need to signal. <laughs> so in these comedi- these competing spheres of influence, it, there should sort of immediately be some tension, um, like as people touch down. It shouldn't be outright violent yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and the flames are being fanned by our principal antagonist, a, a charming leading modernist. Um, I think probably played by someone like Mark Strong. Okay. And he plays fun villains. Yeah. yeah. Um, I and I think it. he can fit the, the, the idea here pretty well. Um, this gent should be sort of like a Randian objectivist, um, firmly believes that history is driven by influential, rational, self-interested people. This goes very well with sort of the, um, I don't know, industrial revolution happening in the background. Um, I want to lean hard into that modernist angle, Mm. Um, sort of the idea that mankind has conquered the stars and without them, the Navi like this should be the modernist. This like Mark Strong's character's belief that without humans, the Navi would still be living in trees, like hunting for wild game, you know, sort of where are your marvels of engineering, your voyages of discovery? Your great insight into the universe. Is this your Mark Strong? to your world (laughs) in search of resources. Whether your actions drive us back or we take what we want and move on. Like some kind of Can you sing Country Roads next? Can you you sing that next? Country (laughs) Roads. No, I can't. I can't. I can't sing. (laughs) Yeah. So like that sort of perspective that like humanity is bringing civilization. Again, air quotes. It'll all make sense um, to the Nabi. 
at this point, tensions are going to sort of start to boil up into physical violence via maybe some assassinations. Maybe you kill Jake Sully. Um, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Thank God. He's already signed oh, on I mean, for all the movies, though. So <laughs> he'll come back somehow. Just he, like he died like fucking <laughs> just like. <laughs> yeah, this is I, I hate how you gave me Avatar. I'm pitching for a bonus episode. We pitch the next Saw movie and just watch you spiral, pun intended, out of control. I that would literally be a, the first time we talk about Saw on this pod, like actually talk about a Saw movie on this podcast. I'm literally going to go insane. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to spoil the Saw movies. Everyone should go watch the first one. Oh, we didn't um, say spoiler warning at the beginning of this. Uh, oh, no, they're getting spoiled. <laughs> and honestly, oh, well. I don't give a shit because I don't care if this movie spoiled for you because I don't want anyone to see it ever, ever again. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So maybe it boils over into physical violence that like the the only way to to root out the the traditionalists is literally to, you know, exterminate them, drive them back, destroy their way of life. Here is where things really come together. If you want a Hollywood MacGuffin, you know, extra motivation, all these sort of things that are that are so Hollywood there. There's a, a new resource discovered on Pandora. Really hard to find him. <laughs> um and and you use that to maybe power some cool laser thing or something. Yeah, um, this makes Death the battles Star. more colorful. You can really push the VFX because there's, I don't know, colorful lasers alongside uh, knobby bows and arrows or whatever. Oh, my God. It looks um, so realistic. Oh, my God. Technologically oh my God. insane. And I'm glad it's in a smell-o-vision theater. Yeah. <laughs> I want to smell, smell the world burn. So something I think I want to hit on importantly is that um, the first movie, you sort of have these Navi tentacles and they don't really explain much about them. Um, just sort of all the creatures on Pandora have them. I, I, I want that not to only be biological. I think that this should also kind of be biotech related. Um, the ritual we see performed on Jake at the end of the first movie where he permanently goes into his avatar body. I think that should kind of be the the ideal end goal of the, the Navi is sort of this cultural, spiritual, technological connection of their entire planet um, into sort of Awa, I think, is their god in like one, yeah. one consciousness or something. This is sort of boiling up into two competing narratives. You have this colonizer-colonist piece, obviously, but I think more importantly for what I want to get at is we have this idea of competing technologies. Um, I want a narrative that rejects our concept of modernity and that we enlighten peoples by bringing them like the Western ideals that the Navi are actually living in their own advanced society, basically showing that this the industrialist perspective or the modernist perspective that, you know, man has conquered space is somehow more valuable than what the Navi have done and that they're, you know, more modern, which is hence mm. the air quotes. Yeah, because I think that that's what I want to want to hit hard from a from a narrative perspective. And then naturally, um, the movie should end with someone using magic powers uh, from inside the really <laughs> hard to find him to destroy half the universe. <laughs> oh, sorry, wait, that's wait, the, wait. the wrong franchise. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I all of a sudden like this movie way more. Wait. <laughs> Um, holy shit yeah, so what is your ending do you have a grand ending uh no <laughs> yeah because it'll never I, I could, end i couldn't 
My yeah, pain exactly. We gotta will be able never to, end. To, to set up the sequel. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson will return in <laughs> Avatar 3. I don't know. That's my the high level of my pitch. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, hell of a pitch. Hell of a pitch. Thank I you. could tell you you did you did time and effort. Uh ScarJo really sold it for me. Um, Thank you. I know. It's just I inspired really hard. casting. It's inspired casting. And she's not busy. Um, you know, we we can get her. Mm-mm. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, Zoe Zaldana is in both the two highest growing grossing films of all time. Like, no matter what, Zoe Zaldana, she's a winner. She's on top. So here's the thing, audience. I really expected uh, Alex to be here as well <laughs> um, to balance out what my pitch was going to be. Because I know, you know, Matthew is going to give a very thought out thing. Alex is going to be very well researched and fun, whatever. I'm naked right now or, or you know, you know, I'm recording this in full, fully nude as far as you can tell. Yeah, Maybe I'm I, wearing I, a little something. I, I can attest. I can see Jake's hairy chest, a bit of a bit of his leg. Yeah. Um, but nothing else. I wanted I wanted to, you know, really, really get in this this idea of, of natural life um, mm-hmm. and really be like, OK, what is a sequel to Avatar if I had to do it? And um I just couldn't do it. I just I want them all to die. <laughs> I want them all to die. Uh, I don't care. My pitch is electric chair for all of them. Um, James Cameron has a cameo, so he has to do it too. And <laughs> you know, Who, who's operating the electric chair? Oh, it could be anybody whose name rhymes with cake Jalazo. It could be anybody. I don't know. Hmm. You know, I. Maybe, maybe Disney, maybe the mouse who also, <gasps> I guess, ah, man, I just really hate this movie and I hate that it has sequels and it's just such a like white fetishy, like, oh, how do you culturally get into a culture fully uh, uh, with no problems? And then they cast someone who's like not disabled playing a guy in a wheelchair who doesn't even stay in the wheelchair, just immediately is like... <laughs> I could stand. Well, fuck my wheelchair. Like, what? I just, yeah. My whole pitch was gonna be, uh, don't pitch this movie. Uh, that's mm. that. That's it. It's an unfortunately. Anti-pitch. It's. Um, too I late. really don't think you could fix. I don't think you could fix this series. I really don't. I like, especially if James Cameron's gonna be behind it. It's so self indulgent. I really don't think you could fix it. My whole pitch is <laughs> burn it, burn it to the ground. Burn it like forever. Destroyed the world tree. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe Sigourney tree. Weaver can stay. That's it. Didn't didn't her character die? Yeah, but she's signed on for more. Wait, what? Yep. Sigourney <laughs> Weaver is in the new avatars. Because nothing I, ever okay, truly so dies. Prediction, they're gonna cop out and have her like resurrected into an avatar body through spiritual um magic so much like they permanently I'm moved Jake hoping, Sully into <laughs> I'm hoping you know what my actual pitch is my actual pitch is I'm hoping that Sigourney Weaver has a twin sister who looks exactly like her played by Sigourney <laughs> Weaver and they go back she's like my sister didn't make it like, is my sister dead and she has to go find out the same military people would ever come but instead the Navi just like straight up murder them they just straight up murder everyone. Like there are no casualties on Navi's side. No, like it's just straightforward murder. 
And then they're like, all right, never come here again. Goodbye. Unfortunately, if they end like that, that makes it really tough to have Pandora, the world of Avatar at a Disney park. You know, they no, need because an 20 years later, 20 years later, they'll invite them out <laughs> to study abroad. Uh, oh, like, okay. that's fine. <laughs> that's still and in it, my zeitgeist. A, a, a never ending cycle of uh, <laughs> things boil over so they can make a new movie. But then 20 years later, don't worry, that was the well, the, the new movie, the study abroad is like they go to a host family and then <gasps> you slowly realize that the host family family like that was the one who killed the person's mother and father mm. and really you think it's an innocent oh we're getting to know you whatever it turns into a horror film where the study abroad kid is trying to kill the host family by acting like oh i care about your culture oh you forgive me now but no you actually killed my mom and dad and then they Ooh. die anyway um because mm. you know fuck humans alternative um, um pitch study abroad um they come in <laughs> they're they're learning about navi culture they're they're so in, in they're embracing it they're learning about it um and one day when they're i don't know teaching navi children english or something because study abroad <laughs> a tall and handsome navi happens to pass by them as they lock eyes in a beautiful Ooh. little meat cute and the movie slowly ramps up to a powerful romantic conclusion <laughs> what would happen if a navi person had sex with a, just a human yeah that's what i was trying to rapidly figure out in my brain as i was yeah. finishing this joke what is I that not like the smurfs are made does it just come out ridiculously mm. small for no reason <laughs> <laughs> it, it subtracts the extra height of the Navi <laughs> from the human, making them like a foot tall. A foot tall. You just have fucking foot tall Smurfs running around. That'd be terrifying. If Smurfs were a foot tall, it'd be pretty scary. You imagine um, that shit? Gilgamesh or whatever the villain's name is, he's onto something. I think that that's just Revenge of the Wand gnomes, um, but they're blue. Oh, I'd watch that movie unironically more than I'd watch Avatar 2. I'd watch more Goosebumps episodes unironically. I love Goosebumps. <laughs> Dead stop. I just watch more Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, do you um, want to just leave and watch more Goosebumps? <laughs> I'd do that. Um, I'd do that. Cool. Okay. Man. <laughs> if you're a curious audience about Alex's pitch, bully him and tweet at him, and maybe he'll record just him talking about his pitch. Maybe he will. Um, if you ask him for it very nicely, and, or maybe he'll send out a tweet and he'll explain it all in 180 characters. That's the Twitter. That'd be limit, pretty right? funny. I mean, yeah. They expanded it for some people. Some people get 240 now. That's dumb. I wonder how yeah. many I have. I'd have to look. Yeah, you look, you get like 10. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let this man tweet. We saw him thirst tweet late at night. We can't have him have any more characters. Um, it's not my fault that the Hex Girls are really cool. Yeah. They make good music. Yeah, they do. They make good music. Put the Hex Girls in Avatar 2. That'd be kind of interesting. What if vampires were in the world? Were, were in? Do you think a vampire could bite a Navi? And okay, wait, back that up. Vampire yeah. bites a Navi. Yeah. Navi has their, their tentacle in another Navi. Do mm. both Navi become vampires? Holy, holy tits. Concept. <laughs> Concept. Wow. I hope. Because wouldn't that so suck? Too. Wouldn't that suck if you're just like trying to get it on with your, with your blue friend? And your partner gets bit and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm a vampire. I didn't even get the experience of being bit. So like no one believes you. You don't have the two little holes to prove that you're a mm. vampire. You're just that weirdo that's like, I'm a vampire. 
a la Nicolas Cage and Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, which we know how that ends. Yeah. What if Nicolas Cage was in Avatar 2? Honestly, given his recent filmography... If they um, asked him, he'd say yes. I mean, that's the thing. (laughs) The man needs money. The man needs money. (laughs) I think we could uh, create a movie and have it just be uh, craft services... (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nicolas Cage would roll up (laughs) I would just be crafty yeah Uh, it's just our way of we we invite Nicolas Cage to dinner this is the craft services do you think like James Cameron would sue me if I made a movie and it was called like Ravatar or something and it's just the movie but just us sitting around shitting talking bad about the movie for like three Um, hours I have no idea what would be more I had a joke in my head but I can't remember it so that's where I'm at hey that's all right (laughs) cool (laughs) I don't know (laughs) you got anything else Jake anything else in the tank honestly I mean guys this is a this is a bonus episode episode. you know this is a bonus episode is there anything special that can happen at age 26 is that when you could rent a car without like Like the the additional 25 25, I think without the additional premiums like I was hoping we'd have a special age thing because, you know, 13, you can get bar Bob Mitzvah. 26, I guess you can, you can, uh, kill, kill your inner demons at 26. Nice. I hope. I, I could see that. Everyone, you know what? Here's a, uh, go watch, uh, drag me to hell. That's a, wow. What a, what a, what a, okay. (laughs) Let's just pitch movies that we think are better than Avatar. All right. Um, Lots of movies. Any movie. (laughs) Any Uh, movie, dead stop. (laughs) Any movie. Um, Yeah, guys. I mean, I hope you guys liked our special bonus episode. We know this isn't our normal content at all, but hey, we're trying new things and we're having fun and we hope you are too. Yeah. Uh, Do you have a pitch for Avatar 2 or just predictions? Let us know. We'd love to hear your tweets about literally just like a one sentence. What's it going to be about? Uh, or do you have a favorite pitch between the two of us? Or I guess there were three options because you had your softball pitch as well. We'll include it. Mm-hmm. Or any others because we kind of riffed a bunch in the end. Mm-hmm. Let us know your favorites. Yeah. Uh, we will be back with regular, regularly scheduled programming uh, next week. You want to tell them about what that kind of is, man? Yeah. So as you, if you listen to the end of our movie musicals bracket, um, you heard that we're doing big movies for our next bracket. Um, and that is gonna very loose, very <laughs> loose term on that. Yes. Um, and that is going to be destroy all monsters, 1968 versus big man, Japan, cloudy with a chance of meatballs versus Promare, Pacific rim versus big hero six and cheaper by the dozen versus the big sick. As you can see big in the title, big monsters, big families, better ingredients papa john's yeah uh, don't sponsor us papa john's please don't yeah uh, and if you want to watch the movies before our next episode we're going to be starting with pacific rim versus big hero six and cheaper by the dozen versus the big sick so catch those they're all great films um it should be a really fun bracket we look forward to it uh if you liked this little i don't know pitching concept let us know also because I don't know, it was kind of fun <laughs> i liked writing a thing I had fun, honestly. I, I had fun. Uh, I miss Alex dearly. Yes. Everyone, everyone, wish Alex well wishes. He'll be back. He'll be back and better than ever. And if you enjoyed the show, tell someone named Alex Aww. that you care about like, them. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and maybe about also, the show. Also, if you're feeling sick, 
if you're feeling sick, guys, it's okay to call out. We don't we don't live to work. Mm-hmm. We 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 live to live. We live to say funny things with our friends. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So use your you use know? your PTO. That's what it's there for. Not even just tell them you're not coming in. <laughs> don't come into work that's tomorrow. My it's gonna be Friday. Don't, don't come in. Guys, don't come into work tomorrow. We're starting a Honestly, movement. Okay. We're starting, starting a, a movement. We're gonna unionize. <laughs> we are unionizing here at the tough cut. Our hours suck. Please. Re- re- uh, reject laissez-faire capitalism. Reject and rand. <laughs> uh. I love how this is what where this has gone into. Embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace uh, communism. Anyway, all right, guys. Okay.